to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Architecting. I am your go-to resource for all things career-related. And lately, we have been really hyper-focused on getting clarity in our career. You may have known that I wrote a book a few years ago called Career Crisis, and it was really focused on exactly that topic because it was just a recurring theme with my coaching clients, something I was seeing so often in the industry. And I wanted to let you know that If you're interested in getting the book, it is available on Amazon, and right now it is on special. So you can get the paperback for just $6 or the digital Kindle edition for just $2.99. If you want the play-by-play, including exercises that you can do to help assess your strengths, find your game plan, set goals, and get the clarity, you will definitely want to get that book. If you're looking for more, you also can head over to my website, architectingpodcast.com, and go to the coaching tab and pick up my Thrive Digital course. It was built on the concepts of the book, but goes deeper. So when you get the digital course, you get an intro video for each of the four modules. You get an hour of audio, plus you get a workbook. And it's self-paced, so you can get it at any time. You can do it at your own pace. It's just a resource that I have that I want to make sure you know about. This episode today was inspired by this great call that I had with a young architect who is part of a mentoring program that I'm in. And he reached out to me because he saw a lot of parallels between what I'd done so far in my career and some of the things that he was doing and was looking for insights and advice, which is so cool. I really enjoyed his enthusiasm and his willingness to raise his hand. And this guy has his finger in multiple pies. And it kind of reminded me of myself. I'm always the one out there raising my hand. Well, I'll do it. Uh, Sure, I can do that. And I've had to learn over the years how to filter my efforts so that I'm being strategic with what I get involved in, whether it's an internal firm initiative or an external professional organization or other kind of volunteer opportunity. And I think it's great. I think it's really important as architects that we get beyond the scale of projects in our careers, that we think about the scale of our firm and what we can do and the scale of the industry. How are we engaging with our communities? How are we being advocates? How are we adopting a point of view? 
These are all really, really important things, but they can't happen without clarity. Well, it's good to try a lot of different things early in your career so you get a sense of, well, do I like doing this or not? And it's good to give yourself the freedom to walk away from what you don't prefer instead of sticking with something because you think you should do that, which is a waste of time because you're checking boxes on someone else's list. You're going down a career path that's really not your own and it's probably not really going to lead you ultimately to where you want to go. And this was our whole conversation. It was around, well, how do I know? How do I know? It really comes down to finding the clarity, finding the career through line. And once you do that, looking at all the other things you're involved in and saying, what is aligned with that? And if it's not aligned, why am I doing it? Because we all only have so much bandwidth. We don't want to have it being drained by things that are not benefiting our career while we are lending our time, talent, treasure to the organization. Which brings me to today's topic, upskilling. Upskilling is really just adding new skill sets to your existing skill set so that you can develop and grow professionally. Upskills can fall into multiple categories. They could be tech skills like learning new software or digital methods or fabrications. Upskills can be analytics and being able to look at data and data sets and draw bigger, more meaningful conclusions. Skills can be soft skills like emotional intelligence and creating psychological safety on a team and being empathetic to others. And finally, upskills can be leadership skills. So what does this have to do with how much of our time we choose to commit to our non-project work? It comes down to how you get the skills that you're seeking. You're not going to get training in soft skills at your job. Your employer's probably not going to send you to a class. Leadership programs are expensive, and maybe only one or two people in the firm get selected to go every year. Digital training or analytics courses may also not always be on the table. There may be some times when the firm is embracing a big new technology that they might send a group of people to a class or have an instructor come on site. But for the most part, you can find yourself pretty on your own when it comes to upskilling. But upskilling is really important if you want your career to go forward because employers are reporting more and more that they're seeing skills gaps in the current job pool because so many mid-career architects have left the profession. If you have to compete with someone for a job, how do you show that you are the better positioned candidate? Could upskilling give you opportunities to kind of pivot in your role and do more things that you really enjoy and find challenging 
versus things that you've kind of outgrown and maybe they're boring or they're tedious. Can upskilling help you to see your passions, which might help you to go in a completely different career direction that's far more satisfying? Don't forget that these skills, they have value attached to them and value comes in the form of raises and promotions. And finally, they do help you to evolve in your career. They give you more and more personal and professional development as you add these skills on. Like I said, you're not just going to be able to necessarily ask to acquire these skills and have it be subsidized by your employer. Maybe you can't afford to take a class all on your own. So what are the upskill hacks that you can do right now to not only build your skill set, but build your professional network? Ding, 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 ding. If you guessed volunteer work, you are right on the money. And yet so many people are so reluctant to do this, which is why I was glad that the architect I was talking with this morning was absolutely invested in this. And I told him, you are on the right track with doing this stuff. What you have to do, though, is practice discernment. So you have to decide which skills you want to acquire and look at where you might have opportunities in an organization. And I know very early in my career, so this story is just so crazy, but it really shows the powerful chain reaction that can get set off. The firm I was working at was small, and we had strategized as a team that we should get more engaged in the community. So here I am, not quite licensed architect, new to the city of Phoenix, and I apply to be on the Housing and Neighborhoods Commission, and who knows why, but they put me on it and go to my first couple of meetings and it turns out that there is a task force for affordable housing that the commission is working on and nobody wants to chair it come to find out that the reason nobody wants to chair it is because this is like the sneak pit the different departments of the city housing neighborhood services, finance, etc., and the different nonprofits and the University of Arizona and the local community development corporations don't have a whole lot of trust with one another. And nobody wants to get in the middle of this. Well, since I don't know any better, I happily walk into the room, ignorance is bliss, and start to listen to these people tell their stories came pretty apparent right off the bat that they really weren't that far apart in the results they wanted. It was just they were coming at it from different angles. I was able to have a really good facilitated discussions to get a really good task force report out. And as we were wrapping up this effort, which took a few months, this woman named Terry Davis came up to me. And she said, I really like what you were doing at that task force. 
and I'm the executive director for the Central City South Community Development Corporation. It's a neighborhood just south of downtown. And as part of the work that we're doing to revitalize this neighborhood, we need to have a little bit of education here because the neighbors are very engaged, very involved, but they don't know anything about planning and design. And the city doesn't have an architect's point of view either. So I'd really love for you to do a series of workshops in the neighborhood and help get a vision and goals and have people be able to talk intelligently about what is best for their neighborhood, to ask for what they want, and to be able to understand when something is a right decision or wrong decision for them. So I said, sure. And, you know, Terry is still a friend of mine. I'm hoping to get her on the podcast very, very soon to tell all the details of this story because she was a miracle worker. She just held the big vision and she knew how to find the people and to put them in the right place at the right time to make the magic happen. But I want you to think about this. Here I am, never have facilitated a community workshop before. And I'm given this opportunity. And that led to helping them write an overlay zone with the zoning department. And that led to even playing a small role in helping to write a grant application for revitalization funds. And that led to me getting a seat on their board. I had that opportunity in this volunteer capacity. So I could gain this skill. Now, was that experience a highly valuable one for me? Oh, heck yeah. Did I cultivate skills or further develop others? You betcha. Could I have done that? in the constraints of the firm that I worked. No. One, we didn't do that kind of work. Two, someone more senior probably would have led that effort. I'm hoping as I tell this story that you start to see when you are generous with your time, you get opportunities to develop skills. If you think about it in terms of a transaction, you might pay a certain amount of money to take a class, but that class probably won't give you real life experience. It won't let you have the experience of bumping up against conflicts and having to resolve them or having to pivot strategies or having to manage different points of view for free For only the cost of your time, you get this valuable educational experience that you get to implement in real life that has tangible results. And in the process, you are building a professional network. That community development corporation eventually asked me to be on their board. And do you know who else was on their board? executives, and high-level managers from organizations all over the city of Phoenix. Do you know who else they interacted with? They interacted with the university. 
And we all know how connected professors are because they know their students, they follow their students, but they're also doing community initiatives all the time as well. So as a result of this, I was getting opportunities to do other neighborhood charrettes that were being led by the university. Now that they were aware, now that they were aware of who I was and what I was capable of doing, they wanted me to be a part of other efforts that they were putting together. I hope you can start to see how strategically choosing how you volunteer your time can really start to sharpen your sense of identity as an architect, your sense of clarity about what you're good at, what you really do and don't want to do, but how it also can give you real skills that you wouldn't have been able to necessarily get on the job that absolutely translate for you and will pay so many dividends in the future. If you'd like to explore the topic of upskilling even more, come join me on Instagram. I will be doing a series of posts and doing an Instagram live on this topic later in the week. So make sure that you follow me at Architecting Podcast and stay tuned for more on this. And if there's enough interest, we might even do a clubhouse room on the topic. Make sure that you are following and staying close and asking the questions that you want to ask and learning what you need to learn so you can really get this moving because these skills pay off. They really are game changers for your career They really do help you get more clarity on your why so that you can make better and better decisions as you evolve as an architect. So as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend and remember to like, rate, review, and follow. I so appreciate you listening and the support you give to the whole community when you do these things. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn by following Architecting. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter. It's party in your inbox every week as I provide valuable insights, great links, and you get first notice of special offers for programs when I offer them. So definitely worth it to be on the mailing list. And you can do that on my website at architectingpodcast.com. Don't forget to share your upskill story, insights, thoughts. I love to read them and you can post them on Instagram and tag me, or you can just DM me at architectingpodcast. Love you all so much. Take care. Bye. you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. (music) Thank you.